You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome to The Express. It's Bilal Bakani with Daniel Shahori, as always. And we're going to preview Money in the Bank. And Dan, let's get into the match. Nobody is talking about WWE champion Bobby Lashley is taking on Kofi Kingston. Um, thankfully on Raw, we saw Lashley get rid of the ladies, but also get rid of MVP, which seems to be a mistake. But he cut a great promo. Kofi's been very good here. Um, this is, you know, even coming into this, you and I were talking about Roman and Edge. We weren't talking about Kofi and Bobby but this might actually be okay. It'll be okay. I don't think he got rid of MVP permanently. I think he, mm. uh, I don't think, uh, I, I didn't take it that way anyways, but uh, mm. this, you know, uh, this will uh, be one-sided. And I, I don't think he'll beat him as badly as Brock Lesnar did, but I think this should be a pretty dominant win for Lashley. Look, I have some fantasy booking that says Kofi takes this, or at least I did until recently. And Biggie gets the briefcase. And then it's like the New Day are back together. But oh no, he's going to take the title from you. But now there are reports that Goldberg is essentially going to face Bobby Lashley at SummerSlam. And that kind of takes all the air out of that balloon. It did. Yeah. I mean, especially at the end of SmackDown tonight, like it, it doesn't look like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I misread that to him mm-hmm. taking the pin like that. But I thought as well that. Or well, I guess we're, we'll get there, but I mean, the similar similar things. I mean, but I, I that Lashley would destroy Kofi, and then Big E would would cash in on Lashley. Hmm. Well, let's go right to the Universal Championship match and stay with that theme. We've got Roman Reigns taking on Edge uh, again. I don't think there's going to be a title change here. Uh, we talked about this before. You sort of see John Cena coming in against Roman Reigns, but certainly you have a briefcase winner. Uh, there's always going to be options there. And it really does seem like Edge versus Rollins is going to be the non-title match at SummerSlam. It's not going to be that Edge wins and then Seth gets the briefcase and then we're doing an Edge-Seth program at the top. Like, look, you could do that. I don't think anybody would complain, but I think they're going to keep Roman as this dominant champion. A hundred percent. They're going to hold out until the rock at mania as in they're hopefully they're going to do that i mean wwe obviously hopes that they're going to do that and if they don't have cena for august they're in trouble i don't i don't know i, I don't know what who they're going to have for roman because they're banking on cena i'm pretty sure that he is going to be there it does seem very up in the air though dan because he is filming some stuff like it's not uh it's not money in the bank if you will but he, I believe that his schedule, uh, a report, I think it was mm. Meltzer reported that his schedule uh, is not going to conflict with SummerSlam. So, I mean, mm. I think we would have heard by now that if he wasn't going to do it at this point. So because they've had this this idea for so long, it'll, mm. you know, so Edge, I don't know, maybe Seth will cost Edge either way. They're going to veer off together, Edge and, and Rollins, and then Cena is probably going to show up next Friday. We'll see. Um, certainly the the big Money in the Bank match, and uh, if you went by WWE's website, you got to click around to even find everybody who's in it because it is eight people. But on the men's side, it's going to be Kevin Owens, not Sami Zayn, which is disappointing. Drew McIntyre, not Randy Orton. I don't know where he's gone, which is disappointing. Riddle, mm-hmm. which is disappointing in different ways, but also funny. Ricochet. Uh, Johnny Drip Drip, uh, John Morrison, 
and uh, Biggie, along with uh, Shinsuke, Kingsuke, Nakamura, and Seth Rollins. Who do you got, Dan? Because there are a lot of options here, but I think when you start to whittle it down, there may only be a couple that are realistic. Well, uh, as you said before, as uh, up until today, I thought mm. it was I was going with Big E for sure, like not for sure, but mm. pretty much. I mean, so I don't know now. So maybe uh, it's look, it's possible they're going to give it to McIntyre, which I don't like. Oh, I hope not. But, uh, I'm hoping it's big, like Big E should be the person. If not, it's probably McIntyre or it's possibly Riddle. Who do you think? Yeah, I don't have McIntyre as high up there. Because I, I just don't, I think the thing with McIntyre is you just can't put him up against Lashley again. You just can't do it. The only pathway for him is to go to SmackDown. And if all he needs to be a contender is to be on SmackDown, well, you have a draft. You have a draft. You could flip, like he's already a Bill star. So he doesn't need this briefcase. And I think it kind of undercuts him as a character, having the briefcase and cashing it in. Whereas with Big E, it's a necessary step he has to take to take yes. that next step that, Hey, you're going to have to use this briefcase and maybe Biggie doesn't cash it in in the traditional sense. He says, Hey, I want to match at the pay-per-view one-on-one. And he does the honorable thing because he's such a baby face, um, which would be yes. very, very interesting. And certainly they, they, they laid some groundwork with Biggie and Paul Heyman on SmackDown, which was very encouraging. So they're at least willing to entertain that riddle is, is interesting because he's alluded to, the uh, Raw Tag Team Championships with Randy Orton, which, you know, the thing with the Money in the Bank too is statistically it's been so effective that realistically at some point they have to have people fail. And if there is ever going to be a cash in that would fail, Riddle and Randy Orton for the tag team titles, and it also opens up that as a, pos- as a possibility, might be a, way, a weird sort of convoluted way to turn Riddle into a top-end star in a non-conventional way. And, you know, let's make no bones about it. Riddle's sexual assault thing is being settled. Like, it's it's gone now. So they can fully, and, and they weren't really stopping much, but now they can they really- They weren't stopping. They were yeah, pushing now, him. Now they can go all out. Now they can really elevate him. And you're right. He's been at the end of Royal Rumbles. He's been at the end of Battle Royals. Like, Riddle has been around. Um, so they've got a big move. Look, I, there, Shinsuke Nakamura got a great reaction. I think he's a dark horse. I think they, but he's already run a rumble. So that brings me down. And he's just got the crown. For yeah, what he's got worth. the crown. So maybe they do a new King of the Ring tournament around that eventually, which could be interesting. Um, Morrison, I, there's an no. outside chance. I, I he's think He's a that comedy would, character. Yeah, but The Miz was kind of a comedy character and he got the last briefcase and so was Otis. So in a comedic, stupid way. But yeah, I guess that doesn't mean they so, won't do that. But yes, I hope they don't now that I've thought about it. Um, certainly no, you're Kevin, right. Sorry, you're right. Otis was a comedy character at the time. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So they, so, they could do that. So I don't I, think they will. I'll give them I do credit. think that this. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I'll give them credit because anybody except for Kevin Owens could win this. Um, yeah. I mean, what I will say that is that I am looking forward to this. I think this this has the potential to be one of the best men's Money in the Bank matches in in, in a long time, because just because of the people that are in it. Yeah, and I think the, to illustrate that point, we should go to the women's Money in the Bank match. And again, this is no fault against the women of WWE. I think it's a fault of WWE in terms of how they booked it. 
And it's hilarious because I'm trying to go to their website and the graphic for this page doesn't work the way it works for the men. Oh, no, there it is. It's just taking a while to load. But you've got Selena Vega, you've got Asuka, you've got Naomi, you've got Nikki Ash, the almost uh, superhero. That's a thing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, and I'm waiting for the rest of this page to load. Uh, you've got the tag team champions, of course, Tamina and Natalia added last minute. Liv Morgan thrown in there, Selena Vega. A very, very weak side on SmackDown. Like you've got Liv, like, and I'm borrowing these from what culture? You have Liv Morgan who wind her way into this match. You have the tag team champions who shouldn't be in this. And you have Selena Vega who's legitimately not won a match in a very long time. And, you know, and Alexa Bliss, of course, on Raw as well. Oh, Dan, I think the only option here is to give it to Alexa. Like, I, I, I don't even think there's a viable alternative, to be quite honest with you. And I don't even like that option. Before SmackDown tonight, I thought possibly Liv Morgan would be the front runner. But then how I saw her on that show tonight, how they portrayed her when she was on commentary. Oh, it's awful. And I, I was like, no, they're not. Uh, maybe they were but there's like i lost faith with her immediately so mm-hmm. i i agree with you that likely it's going to be alexa uh otherwise possibly i don't know this is a tougher one but maybe nikki ash she's the only other person who's been built to that point right like selena vega essentially was just a surprise like there's or vega though Maybe I, I this don't is think how they they're... have much faith in her, though. Remember the the rant, run she had with Asuka where, you know, they let her get some stuff in, but she really was not given more than a month in that women's title picture. Like, they just but don't what... see her in that light. But she's good enough, and but she's a great talker. Why did they talker. bring her back for this role? Why? This is the tale of, uh, like, how we'll, we'll get to that eventually. It was mm-hmm. just how her husband's being treated on the other show. And she came back for for what? So what is going to, I mean. They were short uh, on women. I don't know how else to put it, Dan, right? Really? Like Bailey's, but, but, Bailey's hurt. They're, now, they're, they're not, bringing up three from NXT. Yeah, but they're not, not ready to, they don't think, I, I think in Vince's eyes, he doesn't think these NXT women are proven enough to be in this match. Like that's probably how he's looking at it, which is garbage because Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart, I would prefer over half of the people in this match right now. Tony Storm could have debuted in this match. Yeah, 100%. Tony Storm mm. would be my fourth favorite to win this. And they've given her lights like that in a Royal Rumble, a Women's Royal Rumble not that long ago. Um, so this is very perplexing. Um, I, I, again, the ta- like, let's just break this down. Tag team champions, there's no way. Like, they're, they're fillers for this match. They couldn't even beat Knox and Blackheart. Like, if they had actually gone in on SmackDown and been like, no, these rookies got a fluke win because we weren't prepared. We're the champions. We're two of the best women in this division. We're going to destroy uh, Shotzi and Blackheart before they're ever a thing, minority report style. They're gone. We're beasts. They didn't do that. They lost two weeks in a row to rookies, essentially. Liv Morgan, as you said, like she's actually been very good in scripted promos because she's somebody who needs that. Like It was painfully obvious on commentary that all of the comments were directed towards so Selena Vega. And she was, you're right, being obnoxious, saying, oh, that's cool. Or, ha, ha, they were ha, both ha, obnoxious. Ha. No, but yeah. I, I, you know what? I'll say this about Vega. Vega actually delivered analysis. She delivered narrative. She delivered character points. Like Liv Morgan gave me nothing. And yeah. it's there is the potential always in Liv Morgan 
and, and you know, she's not someone who has like a sporting background or anything, right? She like Alexa Bliss has the gymnast background. Nikki wrestled overseas. Oscar wrestled overseas. Naomi has the dance background, right? Like Natalia comes from the Hart family. Tamina comes from the Snuka family. Like she is a long-term project. And yeah, to, be no where she, to be where she is now, fine. But she's clearly not done. She's not ready. She's half-baked. So I'm looking at this. And as we said, it's Alexa. It's Nikki. Asuka's already won it. They seem to forget Naomi's a thing. Like, look, if they had put any amount of focus on Naomi, she could be a very legitimate contender. But they're not going to go from zero to 100 with her. Like, I, it's just not going to happen. Uh, you know, I actually, this wasn't even my theory, but I have heard this theory that, or not a theory, but like uh, maybe some, uh, more fantasy booking that possibly Naomi gets it to join the bloodline with uh, with Roman Ooh. and the Usos as join that stable and, okay. and cash in on Bianca Blair. That's probably too smart for WWE, but maybe. to be quite honest... That would be about the best thing they could do in this match. So I, I appreciate the suggestion and I will be sad now when it doesn't happen. Uh, speaking about <laughs> being sad about things that are yeah. happening, let's talk about the Raw Women's Championship with Rhea Ripley mm. and Charlotte Flair. Oh, I had actually this. blocked this out of my mind until just Me too. now, Dan. Me because, too. I know. Oh my God. I, I just I, let this, just let Rhea keep the belt because this whole thing's a mess. I and don't know. As soon as the match is over, Please, Becky Lynch, just run out to the ring, murder Charlotte Flair, stare down Rhea Ripley, and then maybe this will all be worth it. But this has just been a disaster of a program that's gone on forever. Yeah, I forgot about it. I'm not looking forward to it. Um, Look, there is a chance Charlotte's going to get that belt. I'm going to hold out for Rhea because I think Rhea and Becky should be a – that's a fresh match, right? We haven't seen that before. Rhea can just be the heel. And I just think the problem with this whole thing, because she had a great Royal Rumble when she was a face. And then as soon as, like, and then they sat around for a month and they were like, what are we going to do with her? What are we going to do? And I was like, you know what we do? We introduce her as a heel, despite the fact everything we've done with her that worked was as a face. Like, and to, to borrow a phrase, she was like the female Aleister Black. She was a gothy, yep. cool face and i don't understand why you would ruin it and it was bad enough before charlotte but when you had like when she filled in for charlotte it worked on some level because she was taking charlotte's spot so she sort of had to be like charlotte but when you're putting her up against charlotte you're not having a contest to find to let her be the most like charlotte you should be establishing her as something totally different which is what she is which is this like again goth badass face and they've just told and they haven't even leaned in on the history of their rivalry like they've just completely brushed past the entire narrative here that these two built many years ago and what they've created is just trash it's trash it's it's particularly disappointed with what's happened mm-hmm. with the rear ripley uh, very disappointed and, and then i really don't understand i'm kind of I'm anxious about what is happening with the specifically the raw women's division. What is like, this is, is, uh, it's hard to describe what it is. It's, it's uh, very cartoony and, mm-hmm. and it's, uh, and then the rest of it, like, cause, cause it's, it's hard for, there's like characters like 
Nikki Ash and and Bliss, and then you try to have more serious characters with Rhea and Charlotte, uh, but they're in the same division, and like this, this is not going to end well for for any of them. Like a, well, they're once they all get intertwined, it, it's uh, a it's a really mess. concern. It's a mess, and you know what I thought about Dan when you said that. Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax, mm-hmm. they're just lost in the shuffle. Like, Yeah, but wh- where are they? Like, the, They're just on Raw, filling in space, I guess. Like, they're not... They have no... There's, they're, not, they're not on this card, right? No, yeah. no, neither of them are, which is just unbelievable and makes me think they're yeah. just going to throw them back in a tag. Like, we might literally be sitting here watching uh, Knox and Shotzi, because, you know, screw two names for anyone. We might be seeing them go up against uh, Baszler and Nia in a month from now for the tag team titles. I honestly think that's what's going to happen, which I'll be happy about half of that. I won't be so happy about seeing that other half of that again, because there's just nothing else to be done. It's uh, I'm excited to see, to see, cause you know, like a, like the SmackDown crowd was, was fine tonight. It was fun. It was, was good great. to see them. But as you know, traditionally a pay-per-view crowd is a little more, boisterous a little more mm. sophisticated usually so i am curious to see the crowd reaction to characters like bliss mm-hmm. and characters like nikki ash in front of a crowd like that so we'll see I, i'm very so that's one of the things that i'm curious about yeah no and i wonder if that'll influence their decision in this match um in which case Liv morgan will be your money in the bank winner but we'll see uh to the raw tag team champions aj styles and almost taking on the viking raiders as mm. is been fine. I, I somewhat enjoyed this. I thought it was okay. Yeah, I mean, like uh, it's there's the there's the shelf life. Maybe maybe you saw Raw and uh, Omos's match on Monday. So there is a there's certainly a ceiling. It's a, t- mm-hmm. it's a high well, it's a high ceiling, but it's in one way. I don't mean that in in that way, but uh, just because. But he's he's extremely limited, and mm-hmm. I don't know what they're going to get out of him. Yeah, it's very odd because you think of guys like Dijakovic, who essentially had it all, but th- essentially they failed to write him as a character. That's what happened. They sent him on Raw, they put him in Retribution, and now he's not in Retribution, but basically in Retribution without Mustafa Ali. So they've oh. somehow written him into a further corner, and almost this guy who you know essentially debuted as a big ninja and then debuted on Raw Underground and literally it's been third times a charm and they just, I don't know, they felt bad with him, stuck him with AJ Styles and AJ's made this work. Like AJ Styles yes. has made this work. And, but, but t- to be fair, AJ is so good that I'm enjoying this quite a bit. Even him ripping the Viking Raiders on Raw was one of the few good promos on Raw. It was actually quite decent. Um, so this will work. Um, but I think when we get to the SmackDown tag team title match, uh, which is actually in the pre-show, going to be ray and dominic versus the usos this is what a tag team title match should look like yes and why is this on the pre-show like that's a lot because they forgot until two nights before that's why (sighs) i mean the the placement of that i mean i'm not sure what else could have gone on the on the pre-show uh from from the from the main card or probably aj and almost to be honest but obviously i would have preferred that just because like the just because like the Usos involvement in the main like the biggest storyline in the company I would have thought they would have been spared from the, I mean I don't know if that's I, I guess it's strategic I guess they 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 want people to watch the pre-show 
So that's a way to do it. I wonder, and again, I'm just uh, musing here with the situation with the, the Uso and the DUI thing, mm. maybe they wanted to let that settle and now they're comfortable enough to put these guys in a title match. Um, I, I wonder what, the next the, week. Yeah. Yeah. No, they didn't enough. It's how I mean, that's a whole other topic on itself. But the fact that they, they did nothing with that yeah. whole thing. And it really would not have been hard for, to write them out and just for Roman to be like, stay home. And then you could yeah. have very, it would have been in character. It honestly would have been in character for Roman Reigns to say, go away. I destroyed the Mysterios. I'm going to take care of Edge. You don't need to be here. And, but then we would have just been stuck with Ziggler and, you know, Ziggler and Rude against the Mysterios again. Or maybe we would have got the Alpha Academy versus the Mysterios, which might've been better. So I don't know. I, I, yeah, I thought that that's where they were going to go after last week, but you know, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, as interesting as Otis has kind of been, I mean, he's got no spot on the show mm. on Sunday and he's probably not going to have a, a, a spot on SummerSlam. Yeah. You know, it's funny, Dan. Um, and I will just open this up to some other topics where we go here. When you look at the winners last year, Otis and Oscar, and in Oscar's case, she was given the title instead of the briefcase and you fast forward. And I, I know the date got flipped around or whatever to a year later, Oscar's like, she's in the, the pit of this women's division. Like she is just there, but like, Not she should fault. honestly, no, I know she's done a great job, but they've just run out of things for her. She should honestly take a vacation because like, yeah. that's the best thing she could do is just go away before Nia Jax or somebody injures you. Let people miss you make a dramatic return for the rumble or summer slam or <coughs> whatever. But then you look at Otis and Otis goes from winning this briefcase. And honestly, Dan, if a couple writers meetings go a different way or Vince McMahon just felt like messing with the champion, Otis would have been a world champion. That's all it would, like legitimately if Vince McMahon woke up one day and said, you know what, Otis, you're going to cash it in tonight because I want to pop a rating or I want to get some social media stuff. He could have done it. And instead they gave it to the Miz and it was just a convoluted way to give it to Bobby Lashley, which was completely unnecessary. Well, so... when the pandemic hit, like Otis was really popular mm -hmm. and then the crowd went away and they lost faith in this character because he had no, re obviously there was no reaction to him and they changed their mind. Uh, had the, you know, he, you're, I think you're right. Like they probably would have pulled the trigger on him. I don't know how long it would have been, but they probably would have given him the belt if the crowd, because the crowd would have loved that. But they, they, but um, <laughs> they, they weren't going to wait. And the longer that the pandemic went on, they're like, no, we can't wait on this. They have to, yeah. You know what, honestly, Dan, and again, hindsight's twenty twenty. No one could have known how this could have gone exactly. Nope. But if they had just stayed the course with Otis, because Bobby Lashley could have became champion at the end, like by elimination chamber, like he yeah, he could have he could have got it anyways. Yeah, if you had kept the briefcase on Otis, and we just finished the last SmackDown before Money in the Bank, you could have gone into the first show with fans. The first SmackDown because WrestleMania was with fans. So this is all a little bit you know hyperbolic in terms of the first show with fans. We had one, um, but you could have had Otis with that briefcase and he would have had until the hour he won it on Sunday 
you know, if we're fudging the numbers here a bit to cash it in and there would just be like this impending threat of, Oh my God, fans are back. It's the first SmackDown in front of fans. And you could have finished like, you're right. You could have taken that Roman Reigns six man tag match with the, you know, the Usos and the Mysterios and edge made that the main event had Otis at ringside, the old classic good Otis with Tucker, the way it should have been. And Tucker would also still have a job. Really, yeah. <laughs> and he could have cashed in. That should have been, like, again, if I had a magic wand, that should have been how SmackDown ended with Otis probably unsuccessfully cashing in. But what <laughs> a... What you're st- but you would have waited the whole year for having to cash in unsuccessfully? It's Vince McMahon. Like... It would have given fans the tease of the one of that's the greatest. That's what I thought you were going. That's, that's but, very but that's what would like realistically. That's yeah. the best we could hope for. Is Vince McMahon <laughs> would tease everybody with what would have been the most monumentous cash in ever. Otis, this guy who never should have even been in Money in the Bank, beating Roman Reigns, and then like you know J- Jimmy or Jay super kicks him in the groin or whatever, and take out Tucker, and then that's it. And then you know Roman Man. keeps the title. But that would have. That would have been a huge ending to SmackDown. And instead, they basically just let the money in the bank briefcase dissolve through the Miz to Bobby Lashley. And, you know, we are where we are. <laughs> and the Miz got injured no. too. So everybody got screwed. Well, there there is uh, no patience for like, again, they, I, I don't blame, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think they probably mishandled Otis. It looks like. <laughs> It's hard to say what they should have done under these situations, but they, I don't believe they would have, uh, clearly, they, mm. they didn't have the patience to wait that long. Yeah. Um, and who knows, because they didn't know at that time, the, the, the time that they took it off him, they didn't know how long this was going to last. They didn't know when fans were going to come back. Yeah. That could have been, could have been three years, right? Yeah, you know, no, no. Hundred, although I think in the US, they've moved so much faster than we have in Canada. So I think they had a better yes. idea. But anywho. Um, Dan, I do want to throw some other stuff at you before we go here. And certainly I mentioned the SmackDown, the, the first big one in front of fans. And certainly, you know, we had a big dynamite, which was in front of fans a few days ago. I truly believe the SmackDown show was better than the dynamite show, but I'm guessing you didn't feel that way. So I'd like to throw it to you. No, uh, I'm surprised. I thought, uh, dynamite was tremendous this week. Um, mm. Uh, I thought it, w- it was like, I gave that show like almost like a nine out of 10 where mm. this show, I would give it like, I don't know, six and a half out of 10, seven oh, out of geez. 10. But wh- wh- why did you like SmackDown better than Dynamite? I thought um, Dynamite was amazing. I did, you know what? I'll be fair. I wasn't super high on either show. Um, I think the fan reaction and the new set and those things really spoke to me. Like the fact that they came in. On which show? On SmackDown, sorry. They yeah. came in, Vince McMahon, for once in his damn life, kept it to a sentence. I give him credit for that. Because when he came out, I'm like, oh, this could be a disaster. That was fun. But that was good. And they basically went, Vince is going to say not even a sentence. And all we're going to do is give the entrances for the first 12 minutes. I thought that was brilliant. And then I, I take that. And then I go, and not to say there wasn't issues with the SmackDown main event, and I go to that Darby Allen match with Ethan Page. And Ethan Page is not good enough to main event any show. I'm sorry, he's not. He's a mid-carder. He should always be a mid-carder. And, and same thing with Darby. I don't know if Darby's, they tried it. He's not a main event guy. So that should not have been the main event. There's other things they could have done. But that match from the 
coffin drop on the coffin, which showed how cheap and crap the coffin was, to the metal plate he had at the start of the match, and then he stopped using after once. Like, well, you're going to wear it under your thing. Why wouldn't you use it? I did genuinely laugh at the Scorpio Sky Sting castration over the hockey barricades, but Sting and Scorpio Sky, I don't know if that's when you do your... uh, you know, Benny Hill act when you have like a, your legit biggest legend and a guy you might want to build the guy who actually should be in the main event, Scorpio sky. So I had a lot of issues with that main event and it kind of tarnished what I will admit was otherwise a pretty good show. Like I love the Kenny Omega hangman stuff, but man, I think as a main event, that was really just not for me as a main event. Did you like, okay. Did you like the Darby match or this fatal four way from SmackDown tonight? More so I, to be fair. I did not think the fate. I agree with you. The fatal four way from SmackDown should not have been the main event, but I coming out of that, even though I didn't really want Seth to win, at least it was okay. Um, And it was very convoluted because Kevin Owens, if he hadn't taken him off the ladder, Seth would have literally destroyed himself and Kevin Owens would have won. But Kevin Owens hates Seth Rollins. How stupid was that? That was very stupid. But that was so stupid. Kevin Why Owens would you is, do that? I, I guess he's yeah. so frustrated and he's such a loser. He's barely in this match. Screws himself. Screws the other guy. And the next thing you know, that ladder Seth introduced is at the right place, the right time. Curve stomps Biggie, and oh crap, we're setting up for Seth Rollins and maybe Edge, and he's got the briefcase. And I was like, okay, if what Vince wanted to do was tease us with Biggie and be like screw you, you're getting Seth Rollins. As far as WWE, that's about the best I could hope for. But I, I maybe it's the, and this is the thing with AEW, I think most people, and I'm going to talk more about wrestling media, I think they cut them a lot of slack because it's an alternative. They want them to do well. They're sick of WWE. Fair enough. I'm the opposite. I think, I expect, I know, it's not even potential. It's you watch a road two and you say, this is really good. But, for example, the opening match with Carl uh, Anderson and, um, and John Moxley, Moxley, it's like, this is really cool. They're telling a nice story about Carl Anderson. Oh, they didn't mention Eddie Kingston? Oh, they didn't mention Gallows? And how does the match start? Those two guys just start fighting in the crowd, and that's the whole first five minutes or three minutes of the match is built around, like, what the hell is going on? Like, why did I watch uh, half of a Road 2 about these two guys and you're spending so much time on these other two guys you didn't mention. And then I, I, I just don't care about the match at that point, the Dan, like I just, and, and it's just, it's a total mess. And they do all these video packages and what do they use on dynamite Rusev? And honestly, Rusev had the worst package. And then he presents this belt. And it looks like crap. It looks like crap. Like I just, and they didn't really, they didn't even focus so that it was a new belt. Yeah, I, I, and I honestly Like, we thought, saw that it was, but they didn't mention that. And it wasn't a new belt. It was, like, a skin of the same belt. Like, it, right. didn't, it didn't... Like, who's going to be like, oh, man, I got the red one. I got to buy the green one now because Miro said some stuff about his hot wife. Hmm. I, I just... I don't know. I, I, I understand the optimism around AEW. I understand some of the great wrestling, but I, it just falls flat for me. And there was some technical stuff, which I can't even remember exactly. But I was just like, man, at this point... How are you still having these technical issues? And it undercuts stuff. It's like the the um, Malachi Black debut where apparently he wanted the lights to fall out. Well, I'm sorry. AW is crap at production. So if the lights go out, I think Jim Ross has slipped on a power cord. That's what I'm thinking. And he's knocked the whole thing out. Now, the second time when you actually show up, fine. But 
this whole Malachi Black thing with with uh, I almost was going to call him Cody Graves with, uh, with Cody? Cody Rhodes. Uh, just the the backstage I... video, and then he's in the ring. You know, you're gone away from WWE. Don't do the same stupid stuff you did there. Like it's almost proving to me that Alistair Black was a guy who was a WWE guy, and to put him into this environment, it just it undercuts everything. I, it's 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 both cool and it weird cool. that he's selling the eye injury from Seth oh, Rollins. I kind of appreciate that. I will give him credit for which that. I do. But it's like okay, that. But look, hey, look, uh, Cody's promo I thought was fantastic. I yeah, thought, it was a good promo. Uh, and he I came like, out. He had so he much fire. Yeah, I thought he was he was tremendous. Uh, the uh, the best I've seen Cody in a while. Um, and then I don't know. So what, what, what would you do with uh, Malachi Black? Well, okay. I want to say something else about Cody because you reminded me once I remembered what his name was. He comes out and he's producing the show. Like he's running the show with Tony Khan. He doesn't come out with a microphone. He pretends to grab the headset on commentary. Yeah. But it's filmed so badly, Dan. I can literally see the woman with the microphone who's going to hand it to him in two minutes. Like it was embarrassingly bad production. It was such a convoluted moment that they couldn't even set up correctly because they're so incompetent at production. Like this is the stuff that drives me crazy. Cause basically I'm sitting there and I'm imagining Tony Khan, who I know loves wrestling and is putting his own money in this fine Cody and the young bucks and Kenny, they're sitting there. And I like, I actually very, very much like the stuff they do in being the elite when they don't take themselves too seriously. But what happens is they get these ideas and they put themselves in these pretzels and they're so in the thick of it, none of them, because they're all sitting here looking at this stuff. They're having meetings. None of them are going, wait a second. Cody comes out and he grabs the headset on commentary. And if you have a woman standing basically behind him, holding the microphone, and you're going to see her on national TV, hand him the microphone, it's going to be painfully obvious if we don't film this correctly. And it's like the Jericho off the cage thing. It's going to look like crap. And it looked like crap, Dan. And it was a good promo. But I immediately zoned in on, they screwed this up. And, you know, for anyone who understands production, it's impossible. And even if you don't understand production, when they cut from something to something else and you start hearing it echo in the arena, you notice it. And that, yes, it just kills the vibe. And it's too bad because they're doing all these great things for these wrestlers. They're giving jobs to people who wouldn't have jobs. They're creating competition. All of that I love. But man, oh man, aren't they having interns produce this show? Like, I, I just don't understand how their production is so, so bad. Do you think it's worse than what TNA was when it was on Spike TV? Ooh, that's, it's close. It's, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's very bad. It's, it's honestly, Dan, in the last five years, it's the worst produced show I've watched on television. That's how bad it is. I can't think of any show that has the amount of technical problems and like, it's just, it seems like they don't rehearse anything. And my God, if they rehearsed some things and just looked at the footage back, like, it, you know, another thing, the, the Lance Archer promo, where his audio was clearly out of sync. Mm-hmm. Just do it live. If you can't, if you're so incompetent that you can't film a two minute promo correctly, don't pre-tape it. Just have him come to the ring. Like having him in some truck, which is probably the truck in the parking lot, 
it does very little for me. So if to have him in that truck, you're going to ruin the visual component of this promo by having it all out of sync. And I can't even remember a wrestling show. Like, I can't even remember TNA ever delivering video that was that out of sync. And the fact that they recorded that, cut it, put it in the system. And we're like, oh, this is out of sync. I will just play it. No, you look, you are correct about that. And I, I, and going back to what you originally said was that people like me for sure uh, grade this show dynamite on a curve Mm -hmm. um, because I get irritated with WWE and then, but comparing it uh, technically because to WWE's credit and, and, and this has been for a long, long time, they're the very best at what they do in terms of the technical layout, how it's shot. Uh, in fact, they're better than most sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are uh, leading edge when it comes to that. So yes, they, they dwarf AEW and, and AEW has a lot, a lot of catching up to do in that. And yeah, and I guess I, I ignore those things or I guess I block them out because mm-hmm. I'm so hungry for long-term storylines, long-term storytelling mm-hmm. when what the fact that they 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 planted a seed with hangman and omega mm, a year and a half ago awesome. and now it's coming to fruition and mm. this is all we want from wwe when they yeah. just to hold on to things like that so yeah you're right there's there's a lot of judging um or grading on a curve um mm. but yeah you're right so when you i probably if you and i took the time to go segment from segment mm. uh from that show up my my grading would probably lower but i was just so uh, i and compare the crowds from wednesday to tonight i i thought that crowd on wednesday was incredible and they just mm. they just loved everything and it was just so refreshing mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's you know it's difficult to dan because i don't even know the uh, capacity from one arena to another right so you know because i it's funny i was going to say I felt it more with the WWE crowd, but maybe that's my personal feelings with the characters more. And maybe that mileage is going to vary for you on who you're invested in. Like I'm very invested in edge, right? Like I love edge. I love, like I have a Roman Reigns shirt. I have an edge shirt. I have a Cesaro shirt. So all of that stuff talks to me. AW, I just have that SCU shirt that's out of date. So I think that mileage will vary, but it, I think the problem here, Dan is, you know, whichever way you slice it, like both of these companies kind of let us down in different ways. And Mm -hmm. it's incredibly frustrating that they can't get it right. And look, I'll go back to the the Darby Allen, uh, Ethan Page main event. Like there were a a few botches in that match that were really, really bad. Like Ethan putting himself in the coffin, that Darby skateboard finish that didn't even connect. Like, I don't even know how much of it he got. And I get using the skateboard, but just hit him with the skateboard into the coffin, you know, do it with a normal stuff. Yeah. Like, I, I just, like, m- maybe, I, this is the problem. I would like to say, hey, maybe they rehearsed this and it was better in rehearsal, but they didn't rehearse it. Like, that's the, the reality of it, right? Like, they didn't rehearse it. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think... I will say this, and I've said it before, but I think it's worth reiterating. I still prefer SmackDown over Dynamite, but I will give Dynamite this. It is certainly a better show than Raw. And I, at the moment, it's a better show than NXT. 
And that's with me having more years of investment in NXT. I do think, as you said, Kenny, like that whole Kenny Omega feud there is great. Um, I will also say, who the hell is that new guy with the best friends? Where did that come from? The new guy with the best friends. Who faced Sammy Guevara. And also, why was Sammy Guevara? Oh, yeah. What so the that hell was, was that? Uh, I think that was my big, my big one of the biggest problems I had with that episode was mm. why did they debut, debut this uh, Wheeler, Utah kid no. uh, to go up against Sammy in his hometown? He's a face. Why did, I, I was confused why they debuted him against Sammy. It's yeah. either showcase Sammy or showcase Yuta. Don't do them both at the same time. Yeah, I thought that was a problem. Uh, I thought, like, first of all, I mean, the obvious one was, it's just like, what, what is Fighter Fest? What does that mean? And why is there need to be part one and two? What does it Over mean? Over two it's weeks, yeah. It's, it, it's, they're episodes of Dynamite. What is Fighter Fest? What is that? They never explain what that is. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's very weird. And I think, you know, as much, and I've been critical of WWE for the Great American Bash and Halloween Havoc, but they're, you know, and this is part of being an incumbent company and having a library of properties and branding you can use, because that's an advantage WWE will always have, right? So you can say, hey, here's the great, and I like, I joked, I'm like, oh, why are they doing the Great American Bash after July 4th? Why don't they just do it, you know, but they, it's just branding and they just did it like days after July 4th, but fair enough. And the Halloween Havoc stuff, you know, your mileage will vary as well, but generally it's very successful because they can bounce off these brands. And I guess they built a fighter fest brand, but you know, it would almost be more, it? I, well, it's weird because to me, it would make more sense if you just did back-to-back shows Wednesday and Friday or Wednesday and Thursday and you actually did something unique, but to just have yes. two Wednesday shows that are a part in one and a part cities. two. Yeah. I, what I, is part two? Part, what I, is there a sequel of? I guess Moxley. Moxley's got a match on both shows. Yeah, but he, he would have done that anyway. I mean, I don't know. Probably. <laughs> I guess. That's the only thing I can think of, Dan. I, I just don't know what that means, like, or why they even call it this. And because it has, there's, there's nothing. It's, what does that mean? Anyways, and the, 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 the spelling of it. It's never been explained. Yeah, no, I I have no idea. Um, yeah. Although well, I think it's still better than Beach Bash or Bash of the Beach or whatever, because I thought that was really bad. I don't when they did that, why. okay, well at least it's you know they were. This is generic enough town. that I don't care. You know what I mean? Like this right. is generic like enough lane. where I'm like, eh, I get some. Yeah, exactly. I get some cool matches. I don't really care about the dressing around it. But to your point, it's like when they did Blood and Guts. I, I can complain about the finish, and I will always complain mm-hmm. about the finish. But overall, that was a very good concept. That was yeah. But you know, it's it that one set the tone of oh, I'm expecting something violent mm-hmm. in the show. Road Rager, I accepted because it was the first time that they were on the road again. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Fighter Fest, I don't know what that means. Why they need to have two parts? Uh, anyways, it's a it's it's a big nitpick, but it's also mm-hmm. not important. Last one for for you here, Dan, because I, I we brought this up and I do want to talk about it. I do very much feel that a lot of times with Dynamite, it is getting too violent. And I would say that about the, the main event with Darby and Ethan Page. And I know there's a portion of the audience, the super hardcores, that are always going to be gravitated towards blood and blading and weapon stuff. But at that point, I'm just like, hey, man, I'm a, I'm a WWE guy partially because I know it's somewhat of a children's product and I'm not going to get grossed out by something. 
Um, I don't know. Do you get any of that, or is that just me? I yeah, I do. I didn't like the last week <clears throat> with the the thumbtacks in the mouth. Uh, all, they they do a lot of violent gimmicky matches. Mm-hmm. I thought they were kind of careless. I saw thumbtacks go out into the front row. Oh my god! Uh, they could have been a lot of trouble for that, but uh, mm-hmm. I guess I haven't heard anything since. No, those guys are that. probably selling them on eBay. To be honest with you, Dan. But go on. Maybe. <laughs> um, and. Is, so what is, uh, they announced that match, but I'm not sure, because um, I didn't see their first match with Moxley and Lance Archer. What, did, mm. what can I expect in this Texas death match? Uh, yeah, anything and everything. And, and that's... What is it, does that mean? Like, is that a, an official? Because I, I really don't remember what... The, what the... No, I, I don't even know. But I guess it raises, here's the overall question I'm getting at, Dan. It's like, there is a very, uh, honestly, there's a very good audience for dynamite, right? Like at one point, TNT wanted 500,000. We're talking, you know, well over a million most of the time. Like they're very comfortably in that number. And NXT is not in that number. So I think that tells you all you need to know about the Wednesday Night Wars. So put that to bed. But beyond, like, let's say the core AEW fan is a million Americans. How are you going to grow it? And you can do some celebrity stuff you know, you, you can build up a Kenny Omega and a Hangman page and an Orange Cassidy and you can do this stuff. But I think at some point you have to become a more mainstream product. And I don't know if they're ever going to get to that point. And I think that's going to be a problem because realistically, I'll be painfully honest here, they could potentially, it wouldn't take much for them to supersede WWE in the ratings. They don't have the network advantage SmackDown has, but if their goal was just like, we're going to beat Raw, we're two hours, we've already got an advantage. And and to some extent, they're very close to that. But we're just going to maximize. And they, they probably, you know, to be fair, I don't know the exact name, but they probably have beat them, honestly, in weeks. They're already. beating them in, in certain demographics, but sorry, finish your point. Yeah, so the point is, that should be the goal, right? You have a quote-unquote, like, in some, and honestly, in some undisputable ways, you have a better more ethical wrestling company here, a new company that has some odes to history, but how do you make it more mainstream? And what's going to hold them back is this super hardcore stuff because eventually something, as you said, is going to go wrong. They're going to get backlash and then they're going to be looked at as a fringe product. And you want this to be WCW. You don't want it to be backyard wrestling. And I think that's a, or ECW even, and I loved ECW, but you got to be very careful because it's a, they're right on that line right now, Dan, of like WCW and ECW. And God help me, if Rob Van Dam shows up next week, they might cross that line in the wrong way. Um, but I'm just kidding. But I do worry about this because I, I honestly do enjoy the product. It is part of my regular wrestling watching. And ultimately, I want all these brands to do well. Um, so I don't know. I hope they figure it out because I think they've gone too far a lot. And I don't see them changing that anytime soon. So I think if this, if what we're hoping for, uh, that is uh, a growing audience, mm. as in them picking up new fans somehow, uh, if this is ever going to happen, I believe we're going to see it from now until the end of September. If it mm. doesn't happen then, then mm. I don't think it's ever going to happen. So right now, if you tune into this show, if you're flipping through channels you're going to see 
like wow this this audience just loves this thing this this crowd looks so excited to see this and they're going from big city to big city and when when they end up with the at the arthur ash show in new york city mm. if they haven't built an audience by then even though it's two months away it's not too it's not too far off mm. but if we haven't seen growth from this because i think all these shows between now and then are gonna be super hot mm. So if this is going to happen, we're going to see it now. And if it's not going to happen, if come October, November, December, we're still around the million mark, then I don't know what's going to, I mean, we, we could talk about the, the big rumor that uh, a major, major signing is still to come. Uh, mm -hmm. And maybe you've heard that it, it's, it's either going to be Brian Danielson or CM Punk. Oh, wow. So even if they have two, even if let's say they have both of them mm -hmm. for the sake of argument, even that. So if once those people arrive, if, if it's, if, if that's not going to move the needle, then nothing is going to move the needle. Well, I wonder, Dan, on, on your point, like, is it about making some changes in terms of the champions? Cause I'm looking there, you've got Miro, you, you got Kenny, uh, you've got the young bucks. Like I think during the pandemic, you know, and honestly, the U.S. is like again further out of this than we are. It made a lot of sense to have all these heel champions. Like every promotion was doing it. They had, and WWE has this problem too. They have a like Apollo, Roman, Bobby. Uh, you know, Tamina uh, and Natalia until recently, to be honest. Uh, Rhea, really. Um, but we saw at WrestleMania when you put the crowds back and you gave a title to Bianca in front of front of the fans. Like that was a moment, and. I think to your point, I don't know if you even wait for your big pay-per-view to have a moment. Like I, I wonder if you need to expedite giving hangman a title or at least start to develop that person who can take the title off Miro. Cause I don't know who that person is, Dan. And that's a problem. I couldn't tell you who are the two or three faces who should take the TNT title off Miro. I have absolutely no idea. I was thinking about that today. I was thinking eventually, I think he, should, first of all, I think Miro should hold it for a, a while longer. Mm. And then somebody like a Sammy Guevara could be yeah. that. Um, maybe you come around to Darby again, but Sammy is a good one. Mm. Jungle Boy. Yeah, I could um, see that. One of these names. Um, and then, so these big, so I'm not, when, when is All Out? Is it All Out in Chicago? I believe so. Um, That's in September. Yeah, I'm going to Google this as we're talking, but keep saying stuff. So I believe that this is when Hangman's going to uh, go over Omega. And then at the New York show. September 5th. Hoping, okay. So at the New York show, I hope, hopefully, the work in the storyline, like if I think we talked about this last time, where mm -hmm. if Santana and Ortiz go over the Bucks at the, in New York City, That'll be another major, major title change. Yeah. So, you could get so, there, I I, so in a few months, we're seeing Adam Page, mm. Santana and Ortiz, hopefully. Yeah. And then possibly like a Sammy Guevara, um, Jungle Boy in that spot. Or Miro will probably still have it. You, you know what's so critical? Miro's doing great, I think. I, I He's doing good. I, I still, there's something missing to me here. I don't know if it's his lack of material or lack of challengers, probably both. It's just a little, it's just kind of, it's, it's like Apollo Crews, to be honest. Like, it's just there. It's okay. It works. I don't think it's particularly great. It's just a thing. 
Um, but to that point, I think part of this too is you look at that women's division and I don't see anyone on the radar of Brick, Brick, Britt Baker right now. Like, no. you know, Yuka or whatever, maybe in a month, but you'd have to build her up. Like she just came back. No, but like, and they're going to turn her. Like they're, I think the Britt Baker, I think she's going to hold it for a long time. Yeah. So then maybe you're right. Maybe you have to turn her face because I, I think you just, I think it's a different, like, and you have to shake things up in this era of wrestling anyways. Um, so you need to give people big moments like that um, because yeah, they're just not going to come around all that much. And uh, WWE probably has a bigger problem with this, to be quite honest with you, because they don't want to take it off Roman. They don't really want to take it off Bobby. They don't want to take it off Apollo. Uh, they don't really want to take it off Sheamus. They don't, they're not prepared to take it off Rhea. Like this is a They'll take it off Sheamus at SummerSlam. Wow. Damien Priest. Yeah, no, that would be, so yeah, that would be the move. And at least that would be, you know, if Bad Bunny could show up, that'd be great. Even if it's just a hologram from his tour, but we will see, <laughs> but no, certainly that, you know, this is, th- those are the things I'm looking for because, you know, this might really, you know, and I don't know if this is even a war right now, but in terms of market share, it might just be as simple as who can give people the biggest moment and the disadvantage AEW is always going to have is yes, perfect world. They get CM Punk, they get Daniel Bryan. The problem is going to be WWE is eventually going to get Brock Lesnar, John Cena, Becky Lynch, maybe, maybe Ronda Rousey, Goldberg, and I'm forgetting other people, but that's already an infinitely more impressive list because they have money. They're more known stars. And even though from a wrestling standpoint, I'd rather watch Daniel Bryan and CM Punk, that's not going to move the needle in the same way. Um, so it, it is a tricky proposition. So that's it. So the, like in 2021, uh, and like I, I feel AEW has momentum, mm-hmm. but if if they haven't grown an audience by the end of 2021, I don't think they ever will. Yeah, no, I think that wraps it up well. Dan, always great to catch up with you. We've left it for too long, so we had to spend an hour on it, but lots of goodies there. And we'll Absolutely. see what happens with Money in the Bank. And then uh, we will reconvene. Uh, what is the next pay-per-view after Money in the Bank? I don't even know. Do you know? Summer, oh, in yeah. general or just? Or uh, in general. Probably SummerSlam still. Yeah. you got a big break before uh, AEW comes back. But that'll yeah. certainly be a big one. And uh, hopefully we'll be at least chatting about Edge and Seth Rollins and a lot of returning superstars. And we'll go from there. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.